Hi, and welcome to Women CEO in Reflection, a podcast dedicated to personal growth and mental health discussions with women CEOs across the globe. It's here where inspired women get candid about what drives them to succeed and the personal challenges they've encountered on their path to success. So if you're a woman on a mission, this is the podcast you don't want to miss. So sit back, relax, and let's get candid. Hi, and welcome to Women CEO and Reflection. I'm Marisa Jones, and I'm joined by my co-host, Neil Haley. Today, we have a fascinating guest, uh, Mary Grace Iniguez. She is first a mom and wife. She's married to her high school sweetheart. She's an introvert, community builder, networking strategist, event producer, and entrepreneur. She's also the owner and CEO of Social Register Network, a nationwide networking platform and community exclusive to business owners. Welcome, Mary Grace. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for coming on the show. So tell us a little bit about your journey and how you became the CEO of Social Register Network. Yes, um, this is actually a great question. I get it all the time. Um, it's it's a bit different. So I actually purchased the business I was running for almost 10 years as the COO. So I came in, I was the chief of operation um, of operations, working right hand with the CEO for almost 10 years. And right before the pandemic, uh, we purchased the company from her. That's fantastic. Um, what's, what's interesting to me is that the Social Register Network is a networking platform and, and community of business owners. Um, so you have to, it's a very uh, people-oriented business, and you identify yourself as an, as an introvert. So yes. tell, me how that, tell me how that aligns. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? So um, I call myself a introverted business owner. So um, I actually do a lot of webinars about this because a lot of people do identify as someone who's an introvert. Um, and I identify as it because I wanted people to know that I'm relatable and that networking is still something you can do, even though if you, you identify as someone who is shy, introverted, or someone who doesn't find it comfortable. Um, and so for me, as an introverted business owner, I really value creating meaningful connections. I love the one-on-one. -on -one. I love the more smaller groups. Um, yes, I host events with over 100 to 200 people, but I really love the true connection. And that has really been implemented into the organization. And that's what makes us different from any other networking platform. You know, it's interesting, Mary Grace, you talk about the one-on-ones. That's the missing component today. So everyone wants to post on social media. Everyone wants to connect on LinkedIn, but they don't go any further. They don't go and set up those, those virtual coffees, as I, I mentioned when the days I was on Clubhouse. I don't have time for Clubhouse because I'm too busy now. But that, that those types of opportunities where you have those one-on-one -on -one instead of blurting out to a whole group of people, hey, you should hire me or hey, you should talk to me. Getting to those one-on-ones and see where those collaborations are at is the most valuable time you can spend in networking and marketing your business. Am I correct? 100%. And that's where I um, have made the company different from anywhere else is that we value creating the meaningful connection. So a lot of the things that we tell the business owners is show up as you and connect human to human. 
put that business second and connect person to person first and find out how you can support the other person. Where is the relatability there? Um, Stop pitching people and stop, you know, trying to force your business down someone's throat basically and trying to sell everybody that you meet. It's really about that connection that you're going to build at the events or on Zoom or at a coffee meet. So how do you manage that on social media? Because for me, I didn't get on social media until about two years ago because it, it gives me anxiety. <laughs> I just don't like the, I like the personal. I like one-on-ones, like, like just the fact that you and I are on this call, right? I love that. Um, but any other situation um, is uncomfortable. What advice would you give to people who, who have similar experiences? With social media, just think of it as you don't have to show everything you get. It's your choice. You are in control of what you show on social media, but from there is you have to take the the steps forward to connect with people off of social media. So if you do have a lot of, so what I like to say is your followers don't equal connections. You have to reach out to your followers. So everyone that follows me, I have either got on a Zoom call with them, I've met them in person, or I am a collaborator with them of some sort, or they are part of my uh, client base. Um, And so being very intentional with your following is really important. So if you are an introvert like me, or you really crave the meaningful connection, anyone who follows you, welcome them, send a direct message to them and start that conversation. That's so, so important. Uh, you talk about that. And that's why I, my, my, uh, what I focus my attention for my clients is tribes and communities, building a tribe and community is where you're going to have a real relationship with the like-minded individuals that are for your product or service. If you don't do that, the followers are meaningless. You have all these followers yet. They're not going to buy your product or service or be interested in what you're talking about. It's, it's like and social media platforms, understand that they figure that out. Oh, these people aren't like-minded. So we're going to make sure that post does not go out to them because they're not interested as there's an algorithm that they grab from TikTok, especially Facebook is how many eyeballs go on something and how long you stare at that specific piece of content is what content is going to come in your newsfeed the next time. So if you're putting out stuff that is not to your audience is what your audience wants, social media is a complete waste of time. I, I love the fact that you said reach out to those specific people. I wish I would have done what you said and with the 5.7 thousand followers I have on Clubhouse. I still could go back. Even though I'm not on Clubhouse anymore and spend time with all of them. It's, it's just not mm-hmm. enough time in the day. I already figured that out. But that is a great thing for people to say, I can't get business started. Explain that to people that I can't get anything going. I get my information out there. No one visits my website. It's about relationship building. It's all about relationship building, anything involving social networking. Yes. Yes. That's actually one of the um, challenges that a lot of people have is I keep posting, I keep doing this, I keep doing this, but I'm not getting any clients. I'm not getting any connections. I'm not getting any collaboration. Um, And it's really because you yourself, we can only control what we and how we respond to things. Right. And so if we take the step forward and reach out to each person, um, or even just a thank you, thank you for following. How can I support you? It doesn't mean you have to get on a zoom call with every single person, but really touching the person. That's what I specialize in. And that's what I make, you know, very intentional for me on social media. So I have, I don't have that many followers. I think I have 1800, but 1800 of those people know who I am truly. 
from the heart who I am. That's fantastic. What are, what are some of the values that you think are important in building a good community? And are, are there any that you're not comfortable with, but you do it because it's a necessity? Oh, I don't do anything that's uncomfortable um, in regards to building a community. I mean, of course, to grow and to expand, you have to do uncomfortable things like speaking and um, being a public speaker that wasn't comfortable for me in the beginning, but it's, I've learned that that was a way for me to amplify my voice and share my story and touch lives and help them. So that's probably the, one of the only things I've done that's uncomfortable. But in regards to building a community, the core values to me is just being a true supporter to other people and realize that it's a two-way street. You have to give to receive and you have, you know, vice versa to everybody else. And the number one thing I tell everybody is networking and building connections is never about you. It's always about how you're going to support the other people. That's great. So from uh, when, when you're building your, so you worked for this company for so many years and you ran it and then you decided to own it. <laughs> um, that's a big leap. Most people wouldn't do that. Uh, what are some of the challenges that, did, or did you ever have any challenges where you said, this is too much. It's not something I want to take on. Um, that, that you came up against, did that ever come up for you? Oh, Marissa, every day, <laughs> <laughs> every day. I think the first year, uh, one of the best decisions I made was to hire a one-on-one -on -one coach, um, who physically only worked with me. It wasn't any kind of group coaching because there were days where I was like, what did I do? Like, did I make a, gr a, a good decision for myself, but not only for me, for my family? Um, and especially the pandemic hit. So I bought the business two months right before the pandemic hit. Um, wow. I was part of the organization. <laughs> so a lot of, yeah. So a lot of that came up for me and we were in person. We only knew how to do in person. And we were only in Las Vegas for at that time, 25 years. Um, but some, I think when it's your role and your responsibility and it's on you to deliver to your clients and to your members, something just switched in me. And it was like, okay, how can I take those in-person events and bring them virtual to be able to deliver and to be able to still connect members to each other? Because now is the time that we have to be there for each other. Um, so we actually started rooms and clubhouse as well. Um, and then we brought everything on Zoom and started doing virtual speed networking and all the education we did um, in person. We brought it online through webinars and seminars. And a, I am telling you the mindset that I had, to, the mindset work I had to go through was extreme. And it was a lot at one time um, dealing with the pandemic as well. And just not being able to see people in person, the energy you feel. Um, there was a point where actually I started having panic attacks and I had no idea why, and I never had them before. Um, and I realized it was because I was pouring so much of myself and not slowing down to take care of my mental state, my emotional state and my body. Um, and I hired a life coach at that time because I was like, okay, I got to I got to make the change. I need to figure out a balance. Um, and there really is no balance. What I'm learning is they all synergically like come together. There is no balance in work, mom life, husband life and business life and, and 
social life. There is no balance. Um, so yeah, I actually went yeah, through it, some panic attacks. <laughs> oh my goodness. And what I've seen, seen Mary Grace is that, you know, you go through these times and you, especially cause we're virtual and we just don't have a clock. We don't really see what's happening. And before we know it, we're overwhelmed with everything. So it's about the quality time you spend versus all the time you could be doing speaking and being on, as you said, clubhouse. I spent maybe, I spent almost 18 hours one day on clubhouse a few times. Oh and so I, uh, so, I mean, that was the days when it, we thought, Hey, this is the next platform. It's going to be the next TikTok. Yeah. It never did, but it was a great experience. But what the problem is balance and Marisa, that's what you do is help people work balance, right? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things I was always a multitasker, go, 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 90 hour work weeks and, and, and always had multiple projects going on because I needed to keep busy that way. Right. And um, it but it was also compartmentalized. I was a mom. I was this, I, you know, everything I did was separate. And so now I've created a lifestyle which I call everyday being because it's about just being in your in your own space every day and whatever works for one person doesn't work for another. And that mindset is just living every moment in the present. And you can yes. still have goals and you can still achieve that. But I no longer multitask. I don't know how to multitask anymore, but my life is so much more enriched because of it. And each moment has more quality around quality experiences around it. And you can you can take that and have an integrated life between work and, and being a business owner and a, and a, and a mom and, and everything you're trying to achieve, a friend, all the roles that you play, right? You can do that and do it so much more. It, it becomes a balanced life because you have a balanced mind when you operate from that perspective. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I wish I met you a year ago, because that's exactly what I was going through. And I think as women, we just think that that's how life is supposed to be like having to try to balance the family and work and business and whatnot. I literally lived my life like a Tasmanian devil thinking that's how it was supposed to be. And then I later found out that the panic attacks weren't new. The anxiety wasn't new. It's just, I pushed through it, not realizing I was going through it all the time. Right. And that's such a that's such a uh, I'm so glad you brought that up because a lot of a lot of times it takes a life and a, a big major life event or transition or something that happens to you to, to have that realization that, oh, my goodness, I've been carrying this all along and I had no idea because in your your strive to be successful, right, your your yeah. drive to, to reach the top. Yeah. You push, you push everything aside and you don't realize how much it's impacting you. And, and some of that's good because it gives you that drive. But at the same time, it's, it, it essentially is holding you back. And so you do have to release that. And then you have a drive that comes from a much healthier place um, rather than from all this stuff that you've been carrying with you all along. Absolutely. Absolutely. You need to slow down. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, you do. Slow down. And we have to, we've sped up so fast. We're running out of time. So go ahead with our final question for today. Yes. Um, so Mary Grace, is there anything else you'd like to add to the conversation around mental health, personal growth, running a business as a CEO, any advice you'd like to give or, or parting words? Uh, my, my one advice that I like to tell everybody is develop a self-care. 
develop something for yourself so that you're pouring right back into you. That's one of the lessons I had to learn, um, you know, experiencing the anxiety attacks and realizing that I was pouring too much of myself and then not taking time to take care of me. So that's one of the things I tell everybody is like develop some kind of self-care routine, whatever that means to you. It can be a simple walk every morning. And what's your favorite, what's your favorite self-care routine that you love? Bubble baths, really hot (laughs) bubble baths at the end of the night. And my husband knows it. Like if he can see me a little stressed, he's like, oh, well, you should take a bubble bath. That's (laughs) fantastic. (laughs) And you need that support, right? You need the people around you to support what you're doing and and give you that time. Because a lot of times it's expected that we work ourselves until we're burnt out. And so having a good support system is so important. 100%. Sometimes I have my girlfriends who text me out of nowhere and they're like, Hey, just wanted to make sure you're, you're taking that bubble bath because they all know that I love that. And that's what really pours right back into myself. That's great. My, my girlfriends and I, we have this code and it's called, I need a lift. So whenever we're stressed out, burnt down or having a downtime, the ex, we just text each other. I need a lift. And we, there's no expectations behind it. Don't call me. Don't talk to me. Just send me something to do. And it's go for a walk, do a quick meditation, you know, sit in silence, call a friend, but, but there's no expectation that you have to quietly. I need a lift. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you. Our time is up. It's been such a pleasure. Um, I'm so glad you're on the show and um, this has been a great conversation. So thank you again, Mary Grace. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you, Neil, for having me. It was truly an honor. And let me know how else I can support you in your community. I'm always here. Terrific. Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening to Women CEO in Reflection. To reach out to one of our guests, their contact is in the description of the show. Do you want a total mindset transformation? Apply to Mindset Warrior, The Art of Intentional Thinking, my personal coaching boot camp at IamAMindsetWarrior.com and schedule your call with me today. Thank you.